0: This program has been paid for all or in part by the host, and KSEV is not responsible for its content and or products or services offered.
1: Welcome to Frankly Talking every Friday at 6 p.m. here at 700 a.m. KSEV the voice of texas like and follow frank on facebook.com slash here is your host frank spagnoletti
2: hey 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 it's frank on friday night for frankly talking i hope you all have had a decent week among uh, all the chaos that surrounds us on every single thing we look at and on all the things we hear in the news uh but we can at least uh bless the lord that we're in the united states of america i i believe it still is Anyway, one of the things I want to get into tonight, you know, I kind of like think about the weeks. I Sometimes I get into more global topics and things like that, and I talk about more esoteric things like Davos, the Great Reset, all that kind of stuff. But this week, I was looking at just kind of topical subjects, and we might launch into a little bit of that other stuff near the end of the show if we have time, depending upon the calls. Anyway, the subject I want to talk about, I don't know if you still had a chance, I know Facebook might have had a chance to see the name of the show, which is, uh, I think, Beijing, Biden, and I think it was, was it Peking, Millie, or Shanghai Millie, Shanghai, Shanghai Millie, or Peking Millie, and Afghanistan Blinken, who's in charge? Are they, or Who? And that's, the, that's kind of what we're gonna talk about in this first segment a little bit. What struck me really terribly this week, and it really, really, really bothered me, was this story about General Milley, uh, where he basically uh, came out in that book that Woodward wrote, and believe me, I'm no fan of him. But at the same time, he seems to get information because of his prestige and relationship as editor of the Washington Post. Uh, he gets he gets inside information all the time. He got the uh, he got the inside information on Nixon and uh, you know he did all that kind of stuff and Pentagon papers and all that kind of stuff during Vietnam. but he always has a way of he has sources and whatever you know Washington's all about you know name recognition and things like that. So he has inside sources and he came out with this statement which I found really interesting or it has of course has to be verified. Uh, but it seems to be correct because they really haven't denied it. Where Milley, uh went off during the final weeks of the Trump administration, and he calls up this Chinese general, and he basically starts telling him, I'm going to let you know that we're not we're not going to attack you. I want to let you know we've been friends. I'm paraphrasing. And, and uh, if we're going to attack you, I'm going to call you first. And that... that Do we now know how we wound up in such a debacle in Afghanistan? You're going to talk to your greatest competitor slash enemy in the world, and you're going to give them a heads up if you're going to attack them? I mean, this guy's worse than the British during the Revolutionary War. All they did was wear red coats and march in in lines so that people could pick them off from the forests, the the patriots. But this guy here says, I'm going to call you first. I mean, if I were on the other side, I'm saying we weren't even thinking about being attacked. Now that he's mentioned we might be attacked, maybe we ought to attack first. And I guarantee you those guys over there in Red China, they're not going to call us up first when they attack us, you know? They're not going to call up first and say, hey, I'm attacking Taiwan. Hey, I'm attacking Australia. I just want to let you know. I'm going to do it on Tuesday. They're not going to do that. Nobody does that except an idiot or a traitor. Nobody does that. Nobody does that to an adversary. Do, do you think I do that in lawsuits? I call up the other side and say, I'm going to be doing this to you two days from now. No, I don't think so. I do it and then ask, they can ask questions later. You don't telegraph your moves. Now, Trump never telegraphed his moves, which is something that drove all these people in Washington crazy. Played it very close to the vest. But the audacity of this so-called general. Now remember he's, he's the five-star general at the on the Joint Chiefs of Staff. Now people think that that has something to do with actually being in control of the military. It doesn't. He has no authority over the actual military of any of the branches of the military. It's basically an advisor to the president in a security kind of council role. He advises on military matters. To the president. That's it. He had no authority to speak. And let, I mean, we don't have any evidence that Biden told him to call up the Chinese guy. I would have felt better if Biden called him up because they wouldn't have been able to understand him. <laughs> <laughs> but but, but, but so we wouldn't have gotten in any trouble. They wouldn't have worried about anything. But this guy calls up and says this stuff, and he's the five-star general. I'd be mean, like, oh, my God. Oh my god. He's actually telling us we understand him. These Americans are crazy. <laughs> Maybe it was reverse psychology, you know. I don't know. And then they got bab- babbling Joe and they got they got Blabberin' Millie. And so anyway, uh, uh, the long and the short of it is it's it's it, 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 it is the most ridiculous way to run any kind of foreign policy. I mean, we look like idiots all over the world, all over the world. I gotta uh, Let's take a call here. Maybe on this subject, it's Bart in spring on line one. Take Bart in spring on line one. Hey, Bart.
3: Hey, how you doing?
2: I'm good, my friend. How you doing? House Spring, Texas?
3: <laughs> Just great. I called you a couple weeks ago, and you were kind of hesitant to say Biden was committing treason, but I was glad to hear you use the word traitor for what Millie did.
2: Well, I mean, when you call up the when you call up the enemy and you basically tell him what you're going to do, uh, I don't know. I mean, I'm sorry, I, I don't know how to like uh, mince words on that. <laughs> oh. <laughs> you no, know,
3: it doesn't surprise me that Biden's standing by him. Look at what Obama did with Bo Bergdahl, which is an act of treason, and he was convicted of.
2: Oh, it's absurd. I mean, it's absurd. I mean, and we got the what you got are these Chinese fellas are looking at us like idiots but you got to remember uh, there's an influence in our government which is apparently pervasive. Yeah, I mean, Millie wouldn't even actually call them the enemy.
3: Right. It, I don't think they see us as enemies uh, as idiots. They see us see us as their friends.
2: Because, they're
3: helping us. Where are those guys in government? Are their accomplices?
2: That's my point. That's that's where I'm going. I mean, I basically I think our government has been so infiltrated, so indoctrinated and who the heck knows if they haven't been brainwashed, if they had a brain. Now,
3: aren't you a vet?
2: I'm not a vet, but I mean, okay. I, I mean I'm mean, i not a vet. My father was. My grandfather uh, you know, served in the Merchant Marine in World War One, torpedoed twice. I'm not. I registered for the drafter in Vietnam, never got drafted.
3: Uh, I, I have a friend that was saying if somebody, everyone told the military what we were about to do five days before we did it, they'd probably just shoot them. They have a firing squad.
2: Oh yeah, well that's well no, no. That's the rank and file military. That's the way that our military used to be. Right. And and now we're more interested in 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 social issues. And I mean, it's absurd. It's yeah. absurd. I mean, what's going on? And then of course we have this stuff down in. Uh, at least, at least we made a deal with Australia in order to provide them with uh, nuclear. Oh, that was smart. Nuclear subs. Uh, well, yeah. After the debacle in Afghanistan, I'm sure the Australians were a little nervous because I, I was reflecting on this today, and you know the Chinese could take over Taiwan with the size of their military and their and their navy, which is larger than our navy. Uh, They're already
3: threatening us for if we
2: recognize Taiwan. I understand, but th- I mean I think that they'll e- they'll either force us to like let them just have it, or they'll militarily invade it. And of course, the danger there, the biggest danger to us is that they have the only chip manufacturer that makes the chips for so many different things, but in particular communications, the iPhone and other phones like that. They make the smallest chips in the world, even though that company is rushing to try to build a plant out in Arizona right near Intel, Intel. But Intel has not caught up with them in terms of being able to manufacture that kind of small chip that's used in so many things. Our supply chains are totally screwed up. If, yeah. if they took up, if they took up, uh, took over Taiwan today, uh, we'd be we'd be uh, up the creek without a paddle. Not to say anything else, so I don't get fi- <laughs> so I don't get fined again. Well, I, I just
3: want to <laughs> commend you on your choice of words this week.
2: Thanks, Bart. Right. It's good talking to you. and Keep listening. I appreciate you're, you're being a devoted listeners. Thank you. <laughs> you're welcome. Thank you. Bye. Okay, so we got uh, so we're talking about this. So we have this China phone call. I mean, I mean, this is this is ridiculous. What do you say, Francis Riley, about this stuff?
4: Well, what I say, Frank, is that that uh, it gets down to loyalty. I, it's amazing to me how we've we've taken a country in the United States and being loyal to this country at at the in the upper echelons of government is seen as some kind of a uh, I don't even know how to what word to use, but is is seen as something that we just don't do. We don't stand up for the people. We don't stand up for for our values. We don't protect our borders. And it's it's gotten to the point where I don't even know why these people are in power. If they don't like the United States, if they don't like the people, if they don't like our history and our traditions and our values, go get another job. Well, you heard when Nancy Pelosi. Well, what I want to know is why there's so many people that want to
2: come here if it's such a bad place, you know? <laughs> but, exactly. But, I mean, you got Nancy Pelosi today says that, oh, yeah, well, we're, we're, I'm paraphrasing again. Well, we're a capitalist country. Uh well capitalism hasn't been you know that good, it needs to be, needs to be changed. what the heck does that mean? We've provided the greatest number of jobs, the greatest standard of living for the most people of any country in the world. There's upward mobility in this in this country there was. I mean, where you can actually open a store and then you could turn it into a franchise and then you could sell it to somebody else. And, you know, all of a sudden you've gone from, you know, flipping burgers into, you know, being a multimillionaire. Uh, And that's only in America. You can't do that so easily in England. You can't do it so easily any place in Germany. I mean, in, in Germany, you can't do it any place in Europe. You can't do it any place in South America so easily. Unless you're in some illicit businesses. And you can't do it in all kinds of, any place in the world. I don't care where you are. You can't do it that easily in Japan. You can't do it that easily in most of Asia. You can't do it. You can't do it anywhere but in the United States. You can't do it that easily in Canada. You can only do it in America. And yet we want to somehow say there's something wrong with it. And what is that exactly, uh, Ms. Pelosi? What 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 is that? That's wrong with it. I mean, I do agree that capitalism unbridled results in these in in these days and times in these monster corporations that are that because we don't enforce our antitrust laws, that results in no competition. Which results in domination of our freedom of speech and our airwaves. These things, these things need to be adjusted, and that's a role that government can play by keeping capitalism within the bumpers of competition, because capitalism is about competition, and competition is what breeds innovation and what has been the the, the backbone of this country. <clears throat> I mean, there were times when we, the trust busters under Roosevelt, that we had to break up these, you know. Integrated monopolies that basically dominated all the industries, so that there was no competition. Competition is good. Competition in life is good. Competition in sports is good. Somebody wins, somebody loses, but that's the deal. You want to try to be a winner, so you work harder and you you compete faster, or you 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 do the and whatever it is your talent is doesn't have to be a sport. Doesn't have to be any whatever you choose to do. You as an artist, as whatever you are. Uh, competition's good. You want to try to do that to make yourself the best that you can be. Without competition, you can't be the best you can be cuz you never know what the best is till you meet somebody that tests you. Anyway, anyway, we're going to come back after the break, Steve, right? We're going to the break.
5: United we stand. AM 700 KSEV, the voice of Texas.
0: With Houston Methodist Virtual Urgent Care, you can skip the drive and the waiting room and connect to our board-certified providers from your computer, tablet, or mobile phone. Virtual Urgent Care visits are available 24-7, no appointment needed, even on weekends and holidays. Now you can get the same trusted care you expect from Houston Methodist, wherever you are, whenever you need us.
4: To learn more, visit HoustonMethodist.org. Houston Methodist Leading Medicine.
0: Up. I want to be a
3: ballerina. They can stain on their tippy toes with fancy tutus and twirl around like magical princesses.
4: If your child is sick over and over again, it could be PI, a serious defect of the immune system. Early testing gives children a chance to dream. I
3: can't wait to grow up, because then I will leap for the stars.
4: Jeffrey Modell Foundation, helping children reach for their dreams. Visit info4pi.org. Want to get really growing?
0: ArborGate Soil Complete and ArborGate Blend provide a one-two punch that simply works. 80% of a plant's success rate depends on what's below the ground. Start with Organic Soil Complete. It's handcrafted from organic materials, including vegan compost, rose soil, and expanded shale. Perfect for your beds or containers and is available by bulk or in bags. Then feed your plants with our Organic Blend plant food. It's time-released and will not burn. Made with composted poultry litter, organic matter, calcium, molasses, and 11 species of mycorrhizal fungi. Sound delicious? Your plants will think so. This powerful organic combo designed especially for gardening success in our area will energize your green thumb as never before. So head out to the Arborgate, located in Tomball on FM 2920, a mile and a half west of Highway 249. Or visit us online at ArborGate.com. Hi, this is United States Secretary of Labor Marty Walsh. If you're experiencing lingering symptoms of COVID-19 or long COVID, you are not alone. The U.S. Department of Labor is committed to supporting you during your recovery and our nation's recovery. You may be entitled to temporary or long-term accommodations that can help you stay on the job or return to work when you're ready. To learn more, contact Job Accommodation Network at askjan.org. That's ASKJAN.org.
1: KSEV and its advertisers want to thank you, the listeners, for all your continued support. Without you supporting our advertisers, there would not be a Voice of Texas. We stand behind our clients. And if you're looking to boost and grow your business, join the great team at KSEV and its loyal audience by calling a member of our sales staff at 281-588-4800. That's 281-588-4800. KSEV, loyal listeners and dependable advertisers are the voice of Texas.
5: Phone lines are open now. Call 281-558-5738. That's 281-558-KSEV.
2: Yeah. Yeah, see, put me in a good mood, will ya? It's been a tough week. It's tough to be a, have to work for a living, which is what I do. Hope I don't look like a weird white man then. I know I look better than gore dancing. (laughs) I saw him when he did the Macarena. It wasn't looking too good. (laughs) It was an insult to the Spanish culture, I'll tell you that much. (laughs) She was a young American. Young American. Young American. She was a young American. Sing it, Steve. All right. She was a young young American. American. Okay, okay, okay. Uh, One of these days, I promise you, I'm gonna do a a, a radio—I mean, a radio show with just music, and it won't be—it won't be political music. Well, some of it will be, but but not. But just good, fun music. Anyway, how about this one? This is absurd. During the Afghan thing, right? We're we we have that absolute unfortunate. Criminal situation where we had our 13 wonderful, uh, wonderful uh, soldiers and Marines, uh, the men and women who were helping to evacuate, killed, killed by the Taliban. And I'm calling, they're all the Taliban to me. Al-Qaeda, ISIS-Q, ISIS-XYZ, ISIS-this, ISIS-that. They're all the same. Twiddly-D, twiddly Dumb, they're all the same. And they basically, you know... They, did, they, they killed our people with a, with a bomb on the wall a, at the airport, and then we're going to take a retaliatory strike. There was a first strike, but we do one strike where we thought a bomb was coming, and we killed some unknown people in the middle of nowhere, which, you know, they can't even identify who they are. And I'm sorry. It wasn't like they killed, uh, did a strike on Soleimani like Trump did, which basically took out, you know, the top general of the Iranians for all the terrorist activities going on in the Middle East. No, they killed two unnamed people, and then they're going to take a retaliatory strike and for a potential another bomb, and they blow up a truck with 10 people in it. I think it was 10. And it was like uh, seven children. And they had nothing to do with bombing anything. They were working bringing water and other supplies to, to some kind of a, you know, uh, Humanitarian facility in Kabul, and we send a we all the money we spend to send send a raptor I think it's called a raptor reaper drone over 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 different countries, and we go in there with our technology over the horizon terrorist capability, or uh, and we blow up a bunch of kids and a couple of guys trying to bring water. Are you kidding me? This is absurd. And then they try to take credit for it when it happens. Well, we did this. We took a retaliatory strike. Two weeks later, oh yeah, we killed some kids and we killed some innocent people. But it was all it was all in good faith. Not for those families, it wasn't. So now they killed thirteen of ours. We killed thirteen innocent people. How do or ten innocent people? How do I, how do we get the moral high ground? What the hell didn't they send in some kind of a guided ordinance? into the presidential palace when they were all standing there smirking and and getting their pictures taken. We could have taken out the whole, the whole regime at one time, but no, we took out seven kids and a couple of other adults and we bragged about it. And now they confessed to it on a Friday night while Biden went off on vacation again. And, uh and they hope the news cycle will pass it over while they get into all this budget talks. Let's let's take Tracy online, too. Hey, Tracy.
6: Hey, Frank. Not only that, but that guy was one of our allies that was killed.
2: Oh, let's, the guy with the water. Let's top that off, okay? I mean, yeah, right. okay. What else? Here's you,
6: what I want to talk about yeah. how Biden has now turned Houston and all of Texas into a medical ghetto. does not have access to monoclonal antibodies because he's pushing for equity medicine and he wants to cut off texas and florida from getting the monoclonal antibodies like resveratrol
2: he's because
6: he he's punishing you what um, you need to do it's not only it's
2: not only about punishing us it's about trying to force everybody that that has a vaccine resistance okay and 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 the freedom asserting their freedom is what he's trying they're uh, trying to break you know the, these right. these states are asserting many of the politicians have been vaccinated they're not anti vaxxing people they simply say they're free they're, they're for freedom of choice people therefore you know therefore your right to choose what you put into your body in terms of any kind of a chemical or any kind of a any kind of a vaccine i mean it, it it's a matter of freedom of choice. And that is what they really want to break. They they want to break those states that where people still are given the freedom of choice. And, and, and that's why, and then the punishment comes because if you don't take the vaccine, then you can't get treated. If they pin, pin you in, you can't get treated uh, with these different kinds of therapeutics that are, that we have then you're kind of, uh, you know, at risk, and it will force no people. No Here's will, what
6: you need to do, though.
2: What do we need that to do? You
6: need to have seen a doctor once, even if it's for, for a hangnail, and you need to talk to that doctor and say, do you know a doctor in Louisiana that, so if I get sick, that my loved ones can run over there and get the medication because you won't be able to buy it in Texas.
2: Right. Right. Well, I mean, I think that that's I don't know what they mean by equity. I mean, are they saying that there's not enough of this 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 drug or treatment that uh, that they can they can't have it for all 50 states? That's absurd.
6: It's in short supply.
2: Oh, so they say. And
6: right now, half of it is being used by people who are smart and live in Texas or Florida.
2: Yeah, well, I mean, they, they're using it only after they have the disease, right? Only if they get COVID. They don't get it as a as a preventive.
6: Right, it's not a prophylactic that you take in advance. Right. But even if you've been vaccinated or not, if you get the, the Delta variant, which the news uh, at the top of the hour claimed is more fatal, it's not. It's just more, uh, it spreads easier. More
2: contagious.
6: Yes, Exactly. Yeah. But whether you have been vaccinated or not, if you come down with it, when you don't want to go to the hospital and end up on a ventilator, this is what you need to do. But if they're not going to allow that medication to be sold, then you live in a medical ghetto. That's just like what the Nazis did.
2: Well, I mean, there's a lot of things they're doing that are like the Nazis did, but they're, and they're soft-soaping us to just swallow it, and people are swallowing it except they, you know there is a lot of uh, a lot of beginning to be serious resistance anyway thanks tracy i always love talking okay. to you you hang in there up in kansas city and i know you liked your game last week beating the cleveland yeah, browns i was a
6: nervous wreck that's supposed to be relaxing it was oh a, my god it was a
2: little too close for you wasn't it
6: it was if Sorensen hadn't grabbed that guy's ankle we would have lost
2: well, at, like, lea- no. at least the Houston Texans uh, didn't look like idiots. Uh, they they had their they had their second stringers in there, which turned out to be better than their first stringers. <laughs> because at least Man. they had heart. They played like a like a football team that wanted to win and not just parading out there and bored to death. Anyway, thanks, Tracy. Well, I had to
6: train my dog to not get upset when I'm screaming at the TV. Now you have a new dog. Are you going to train? that
2: way no i don't do that i, I allow chaos in my house <laughs> <laughs> anyway, th- thanks Tracy <laughs>
6: okay
2: bye uh, let's take uh, Sergio from South Southlake hey Sergio
7: hi how are you doing uh, i'm doing Frank, great my doing? friend how are you doing great doing great thank you well i mean i just wanted to make a comment about uh, what i heard from a friend you know i have a friend that uh, he works uh for a defense company and um, a defense contracting company that is uh, working for the Department of Defense, and they developed weapons of advanced technology, and you know, he was telling me uh, that there were several weapons that the company helped develop for our benefit that cost billions and billions of dollars of taxpayers' money. Yeah, that they were left in Afghanistan yeah. and. And, you know, and he was, like, telling me that the company was having meetings talking about, like, how we left such an advanced technology for them to use it against, you know. Yes, uh, yes. People and against us. I mean, so it's like I agree leaving Afghanistan maybe, but, you know, do it, like, get all the... the Sergio,
2: I, I wasn't against leaving Afghanistan, okay? I understand that. But there were a couple of things that should have been done. One... We 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 should have maintained at least our little a minimal base that, of that gorgeous airfield at Bagram that we built, that U.S. taxpayers built. We should have maintained that so that we would have a central military post that we could use in the event that we had to either deal with Pakistan or China or Iran, because Afghanistan's right in the center, the heart of those three countries where they come together. And for us to abandon that is strategically stupid, secondarily, but basically leave Afghanistan and let them run the country and let them fight the war. And they would have fought the war. They say that their military just collapsed. Well, it only collapsed when they woke up in the morning and they saw that all the American troops had basically abandoned all their equipment and disappeared. So they no longer had the logistics and they no longer had the air cover and they no longer had the communications and they no longer had... All those things that America provided to allow them to fight. So what were they going to do? We created the implosion. We created the circumstance. And it's disgusting because there was no plan. None. And they try to blame that on Trump. It's BS. I haven't been in the White House one day running the country. And if somebody came to me and told me that's what they wanted to do, just like you and I are talking right now, I'd say this is the only thing that makes common sense. But these people don't have common sense. And, you know, you talk about these weapons and things, Sergio, and one of the next topics I was going to talk about is very scary. The Taliban have now got encrypted communications, courtesy of our president and, and these decisions. Apparently some very advanced radios that are used by the American military, which have all this abilities to have, you know, encrypted communications, how we left it. We left it all there, and you know that in an in, in, in instant of time, the Chinese will copy it and figure it out and figure out what we were doing and our encryption and everything else. So what? So what's this? Is it maybe this was a deliberate plan by the military-industrial complex in Washington D.C. so that we'd have to spend billions of dollars more to overcome the systems that they already built. And so it reminds me of like during the Vietnam War when Brown and Root used to build bridges for the for the military in Vietnam, and then they would prevent our, our uh, planes from bombing the North Vietnamese dikes. But then the, the bridges that we would be building for the war effort in South Vietnam would be blown up, and then Brown and Root would come back in the next day and rebuild them. And so they kept doing that during the whole war. It was like an annuity. I mean, and I know this because... Uh, I represented them uh, when I was a younger, younger lawyer, younger man, and, and and this is part of their history, and that was during the Democratic administration of Lyndon Johnson. So maybe now this is an attempt to do the same thing again. Let's have new radios. Let's have we have to change all the radios because the Taliban and the Chinese got our old radios, and those were great, but uh, we can develop all new ones, and we can spend another. 50 billion dollars or 100 billion dollars hell it's not our money we'll just print it and then uh, everybody everybody on the food chain of that uh, project will get rich and who gets poorer the american people and who gets killed the men and women who serve as the backbone of the military and who pays the price the united states of america and so you're right, my friend. I, I mean, I, but I'm very, these days, suspicious of any of these things. I don't peep, I, I cannot believe people are stupid enough just to do that. They'll have to develop a new Humvee since we left all those Humvees. They'll have to come up with a super Humvee. I'm, I'm sure they'll try to come up with an electric powered Humvee. The problem with an electric powered Humvee is. The Chinese own all the battery companies. They own, they make the batteries. So now our military would be is beholden to the Chinese if we go to any kind of thing like that. And so it's a circle of money. And I say, you follow the money. If you see a problem, you'll find the source of the problem. Anyway, thanks, Sergio. It's good talking to you, and please keep listening to the show. Uh, it's callers like you that then let us enjoy and each other, and also share information. Thanks, thanks a lot, Sergio. Thank you. What do you have to say about any of this, Mike?
4: I mean, Francis. <laughs> I, I'm as disgusted as Sergio and yourself. $85 billion left behind. It makes absolutely no sense. These people in Washington act like that they've got nothing but money to burn. They, they, they're addicted to money and power. And it is just, it's appalling. Every day is a new story about how these guys blindly spend the taxpayer money. We're up to $30 trillion in debt. Now they're asking to, to float the, the debt and, and if anybody had any any stones, they'd say no. Not We're not going to spend any more money. <laughs> well, <laughs> I mean, I, it is isn't great, let's just go waste a bunch of money and I'll pass the bill to you. Well, that's what they do. It is, but it is absolutely ridiculous.
2: It's absurd. And, I mean, and this thing I said about the Taliban, the communications equipment is just criminal. Because we've basically given them all the, the, these encrypted radios and the manuals. The manuals to these sophisticated equipment, it was all left behind. You give away your competitive advantage. There was advantage. no reason there was no reason
4: to leave in the middle of the night. It's we, ridiculous. Whatever competitive advantage we had, we let slip away. A little we, by little. Yeah,
2: but you see, if you have to rebuild it all over again, everybody gets rich again. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Anyway, we're going to a break. And we'll be back after the break and we'll pick up another subject which I know will irritate everybody. That's but that's my that, that's my job. <laughs> my, my my Friday night job anyway. <laughs> All right. I'm going to Facebook.
8: This is Brian Kilmeade. Tune in every weekday morning from nine to eleven AM for the Brian Kilmead Radio Show on AM seven hundred K S E V. The voice of Texas. Uh, Lieutenant Governor Dan Patrick. Dan, welcome back to the Brian Kilmeade Show. Hey, it's great to be with you, Brian, and we're honored to have you on KSEB uh, AM 700 in Houston. Governor, so many people sit outside border states and want to tell us what you think. The polls show Texas
1: is about 50 50 on building a wall. Uh, where do you stand?
8: I'm all in because I know the fact, and I know it's not a manufactured crisis. It's a manufactured cover up by Pelosi and the Democrats. The Brian Kilmeade Radio Show every weekday morning from 9 to 11 on AM 700
6: KSEV. I'm Danny Schaefer, lifestyle content creator. My little brother had these piercing blue eyes, like the ocean. He was just 33 when we lost him.
5: My name is Darren Waller. I had it made, Living my dream playing professional football. Then my life hit rock bottom. I had an accidental opioid overdose.
6: If you know someone taking opioids, have a safety plan and talk about it. It can
5: happen to anyone you know or love.
1: It happened to me. Be prepared. Learn how at reversesilence.org time to start thinking about that outdoor kitchen. Gas Products Services can help you design and build that new one or improve or repair that old one. My go-to guy is Russell Metzler. I love his work. I get him out to my house every year. Gas grills, gas lights, tiki torches. You can't have a luau in your backyard without the gas torches. They can design and build your outdoor kitchen anywhere in the greater Houston area. Don't be satisfied with that old, worn-out gas grill. Burnt burgers are a bummer. Chocolate briquettes are for losers. My 10-year-old granddaughter always asks me, why don't you just call Russell? Check out their products online at gasproductservices.com or call Russell at 281-798-8006. That's gasproductservices.com, 281 798 8006
0: Teachers shape the future. Right now, in a classroom somewhere in the United States, there's a teacher inspiring a future scientist who'll make preventing pandemics their life's work. Sharpening the mind of an aspiring environmentalist who'll help combat climate change and generating possibilities for a student who'll be the first in their family to graduate college. Explore a career that leaves a legacy you can be proud of. Teach. Learn more and receive free support at teach.org.
5: Your smartphone is now your radio. All you need is a KSEV app. And with one click, you're listening to KSEV. Anytime, anywhere, no static, no boundaries. Go to the Android Marketplace or the iPhone App Store. Search KSEV. Select the KSEV app. It's free and it only takes a couple of minutes. Listen to KSEV. It's easy with the KSEV app. More details at ksevradio.com. Phone lines are open now. Call 281-558-5738. That's 281-558-KSEV.
7: is one thing you should always find You gotta saddle up
2: your horse You gotta draw a hard line When the settles You'll we'll sing a victory tour And we'll all be back At the local saloon We'll raise up our glasses Against evil forces Singing whiskey for my men Beer for my horses Singing whiskey for my men <laughs> All right, what I want to talk about now is—I mean, can you believe what's going on down in Rio Grande City on the international bridge? And, uh, and these aren't uh, these aren't uh, people from El Salvador. I'm sorry, they've been overtaken. Uh, they're, 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 these aren't people from our neighbor in, in Mexico. No, 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 no. And these aren't people from Honduras. No, no, no. These are 10,000 Haitians. 10,000 Haitians. I'm sorry. Haiti's an island. It's the other side of the island of Hispanola. The other side of that island is the Dominican Republic. The Dominican Republic is all green. If you fly over the top of it, which I have... The side that's Haiti has been totally deforested and is all gray. It's the most shocking thing that I ever saw. It's the same island because Haiti has been so desperate, and I feel so bad for the people of Haiti. They deserve something better. But it isn't this way. It isn't like coming across the border where we have 10,000 people. It it, it makes the Bay of—not the Bay of Pigs, but it makes the the Cuban— migration uh, from Castro look like child's play in some ways, 10,000 people in a couple of days in a week, and but they're not stopping them, and there's another 10,000 on the way. Now, you realize to get to Rio Grande City, since it's not a port, it's inland, and it's on the river, uh, but you have to go by boat. They go by boat. They go by boat from Haiti to Brazil, and then they come up there from Brazil by either I don't know train or bus or wherever they come from, and then they all come up and they walk across. They walk across the the international bridge with no. There's no roadblocks. There's no. There's no uh, wall. There's no checkpoint. They just walk in ten thousand people, and you know let's put this in perspective. Do you know that the population of what a good old American city like Birmingham, Alabama, is two hundred thousand? Okay, we're going to bring in close to two million people that have gone across the southern border this year, and may maybe up to upwards of two and a half million. And they're receding these people all across the country. What's, what's happening is, is this is a deliberate attempt to change the demographics of these states and to change the, the, the voting in these states that consistently are voting red. To change these counties, if you look at a map, an election map, I forget what the number is, but it's close to like 95% of the counties in the country, you know, vote, voted for Trump. If you take it on a county-by-county county basis— but if you take it by population the way, it, you know, because of the big states in New York and California and some of the other big northeastern and midwestern states like Illinois uh, and, you know, you got Chicago. Uh, you wind up with, and that's how you wind up with the voting patterns that you get. So they're trying to break up. I mean, I want to give you, I want to just ask you a question. How the heck do we wind up with loudmouth Somali uh, refugee like Ilhan Omar who basically is truly an illegal alien because she committed fraud uh, in her uh, immigration papers by marrying her brother how do we wind up with that kind of representative in a, in a state like Minnesota Minnesota was founded by Swedish farmers Minnesota was, Minnesota's basically a kind of an idyllic, beautiful state. It's not kind of a crazy, whacked out uh, Somalia better than America state. It's the heart, it's the heartbeat of America like used to be Chevrolet. Now, now General Motors is the heartbeat of China because they sell more cars in, and that's why they've gone electric because they sell more cars in China because China doesn't have the oil supplies, they, 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 they're no longer the heartbeat of America. And every time I see one of those electric trucks, I change the channel because I know that that would be devastating to the United States of America because we would then be totally stuck on another supply chain that we don't control. Anyway, this migration, immigration, illegal immigration, and I don't mind saying it, illegal alien. Here, I've said it, illegal alien. They're illegal! And coming across the southern border with no, with no impediment at all. I mean, uh, Abbott's tried to send uh, the uh, Army Reserve or the you know, the Reserve, Texas Reser- National Guard down there. And, of course, he meets with resistance from Biden. Now, Biden, I did because of another 10,000 coming and they can't seem to handle them. And they're living in just deplorable conditions under this highway in Rio Grande City. Uh, they want to uh, they say they're going to like start deporting some of them back. Uh, they, they, that's the reason the second group came, because they announced they weren't doing any more deportation flights. It was like green light. And now they say they are going to start deportation flights again and up them from eight to 10. And so, but, but they're not going to deport them. They're going to resettle them coming to a theater near you. I mean, I have nothing against these people. But we cannot take all of the people from all over the world without any kind of rational entry into the United States. It's not a question of color, it's not a question of religion. It's not a question of whether you're Christian or Muslim. It's not a question of whether you're black or white, yellow or brown or red, it, 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 or any color in between. Color means nothing. It's a question of having an orderly entry into the country, just like these Afghans that they're going to place all around the country who they don't even know who they are. I mean, the truth of the matter is, out of every group that they resettle this, got to be one or two. That slipped through there that are militaristic, uh, you know, militaristic Muslims that don't like America. So we now have seeded the whole country with all these cells, potentially, of Taliban sympathizers. And we're doing it to ourselves. This is the crime, this is what's terrible in my view go
4: ahead francis and what do you have to say frank, frank i was going to say that the, the common theme we're seeing in the southern border we're seeing it in afghanistan is chaos it's, yeah it, and and you know the, if you take you take a step back but it's rational chaos in their
2: part they're using chaos to achieve their objective
4: absolutely it's you know they, they they a year ago it was let's plant the seeds of fear with around coronavirus uh, around the vaccines let's plant the seeds of chaos so you get a populace that's so spun up, nobody knows what's going on.
2: Distracted. I mean, they're, they're constantly, I mean, they're in fear, they're and in they're constantly hiding.
4: in fear, and if, and if you look at the bottom line with, 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 you know, we're a country of laws, at least we used to be, but with all these illegal aliens coming into the country, they're going to destroy the labor rates. I mean, it's, it's going to get so difficult to get a job, hold a job, uh, you know the Democrats talk out of both sides of their mouth. They want to raise the minimum wage, and then they want to they want to put a, enough people in here where there is no minimum wage. The minimum wage is whatever whatever we, whatever see, you'll take.
2: But see, this is the unholy marriage between people who just talk the progressive issue of you know this is the right thing to do, let everybody in, the people that, are, that deserve to come in, everybody deserves to come in, and the Chamber of Commerce. And this is why you have the wishy-washy Republicans that wouldn't even wouldn't sit down and have a hamburger with these folks in. In the in, in local in the local uh, McDonald's, but but they but they want them in the country because it depresses the wages and they get this under uh, under under class of workers that they don't have to pay fifteen dollars an hour to. So the progressives can say fifteen dollars an hour, but then the Chamber of Commerce says we'll let you do that, but let us get these illegal immigrants in and then and then we can pay them five bucks an hour. Let's take a call from Mike in the Heights. On, uh, uh, come on, in, come on, Mike. What do you got to talk about? You yes, want to talk about Mike, poverty yes. and immigrants? That immigration yeah. or something. Well, yeah, well, it just
8: fires me up. Yeah, just fires me up. I mean, you know, we don't have enough poverty in the United States. Yeah, we have a twenty-one percent poverty rate. We have fourth graders or eighth graders and tenth graders who cannot read even.
2: Our public schools I, I are trash. Sister,
8: listen, I have a sister who has kids in the second grade who came into the classroom and couldn't even see their names and read their names on the desk when they came into class this year and know them more than ever before. They can't even read their own names on the desk and they're in second grade.
2: That's crazy.
8: Because they don't know how to read. As if COVID wasn't enough. As if an open border with a pandemic isn't enough. Now, why don't we take about 5,000 of these immigrants? I'm sure they're fine people individually. But let's take them to Martha's Vineyard. Yeah, and let's leave them in Martha's Vineyard and yeah, see how comfortable idea. they are.
2: Well, that's it, my friend, and this is the whole thing, you know. I mean, these guys—they go to the Hamptons all the time. Blinken was in the Hamptons this summer while Afghanistan was blowing up. Can you believe that? I mean, here he is well, doing that, and then he lets the, well, then he brings in all these Afghans and and deposits them in your backyard. And I don't have any problem with Afghans. I think we should just save the ones that, that were our friends. I know. I've know. i been and all over the world. I love all people, all kinds, colors, races, everything. I have religions. I I don't have an well, issue with any of that.
8: There's a great video. It's about 10 years old. Marbles and immigration. We can't save the world. Exactly. We have to help them. We have to help them where they are if we can help them. But we can't bring millions and millions of people when 5.5 billion humans live on less than four dollars a day exactly how are they going to ever assimilate to this culture and this country immediately no they what, aren't. what we're
2: doing what we're doing here mike is we are we are averaging down our schools we're averaging down everything by doing this because we don't have the resources to do anything else and necessarily because they're not been educated in the same systems you're averaging down Everything in terms of—and that's why we no longer compete worldwide in, the, in science. We no longer compete in mathematics. I'm, heck, we don't even compete in all the other subjects because the country is being averaged down. And eventually, this won't be a country people will want to come to because we'll have been so destroyed by what we're allowing to happen. It was only because we had our values. And then those really? values were universal— Okay.
8: Yes. And we need a Senate majority leader who's gonna raise hell like Ted Kennedy used to do, although I always disagreed with him. Right. But he, Ted Kennedy would raise hell yes, he on did. the floor of the Senate. Yes. And he we did. need more of that in in Washington D C well, on gonna, our side. You're not
2: gonna get it out of the turtle.
8: No, you, I know you, that. I mean I mean this I this
2: that. guy, I'm not sure what team he plays for. You gotta remember that his wife is part of a large Chinese family, shipping family. And so yeah. all of these guys are tied together, you know. He's cousin to a Beijing Biden, and he's probably, you know, related to, to Shanghai Millie.
8: The, the, the comforts of D.C., five of the top seven wealthiest counties in America, happen just by pure coincidence around Washington, D.C. Yes,
2: they do. Fairfax, Virginia, and all that area over there. And I, exactly. And, and the truth of the matter is the enemy of the people, the enemy of the United States of America— the biggest enemy is what Washington, is Washington D.C.
8: Without a doubt. Okay? A doubt. It's not
2: the Chinese. It's not the Russians. All they do is take advantage of our system, and there's no reason if I were them I wouldn't do the same thing. And the truth is, uh, I, I mean, it was like uh, the Russians didn't say they were going to open their borders and take in a whole bunch of Afghan refugees. They weren't going to do that. I mean, you can say what you want about Putin, but— You know, I mean, it's, you know, got his issues and all of that. I'm no Putin fan, but the point is he's doing what's right for his country, okay? What he thinks is right for his country, whether we agree with it or not. Nobody's doing right for our country. They're simply disintegrating. I want to get to this last point because we're running out of time. We'll pick it up next week. Listen to this, Mike. You can stay on the phone. George Soros, who, you know, I've not really been a big fan of. He came out and he just castigated that company, BlackRock, which has become the first hedge fund w- w- to do business in, in and uh, allowed to do business in China. And uh, I'm going to do, I want to do a story, and I've talked about in the past, BlackRock. It's an, uh, unbelievable. It's a country, it's a company that's buying up all kinds of real estate in this country and turning it into rental housing in order to break down the suburbs. But they are like in China. And Soros comes out and says, this is against the American way of life, which I never thought I'd hear him say that. And it's against the national security of the United States. And the United States is the only country, the last country in the world left where individuals can have freedom. This is George Soros. You'd think he was speech given a Trump speech. And he's, you know, the other side of the coin in many ways. People hate him, you know. Republicans hate him because of what he's done. And I don't say that I agree with some of his more socialist ideas. But at least what he's saying is true. It is true. He was willing to stand up and say that, and he got like totally attacked for for saying these things by the Chinese and by BlackRock. But if you haven't heard of BlackRock before, ladies and gentlemen, look it up this week because I'm going to pick it up next week, and uh, and we're going to talk about BlackRock and related to that George Soros comment. What do you have to say, Francis? Oh God! Thanks, Mike. My...
4: You cover a lot of ground. Like I I love it when the Democrats start eating their own. Uh, You can
2: leave it at that. We're signing off for the weekend. Thank you for listening to Frankly Talking. It was good talking to you. I'm going to see Eric Clapton tonight. Sorry. Slow hand. (laughs) I'll catch you on the flip side next week, and we'll uh, have another good Friday night. Thank you.
1: We're listening to frankly talking here on 700 a.m ksev listen us next week like every friday at 6 p.m on frankly talking a radio show for texas with your host frank spagnoletti